Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 568 now, wow, of the Ron and Don Show, and yeah, we are live from the Les Schwab studio. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, yeah, if you're getting ready to retire, look out, because maybe you can't, because your kids have been raiding your retirement. <laughs> So stop doing that. (laughs) Also, we got to talk about influencers. Yeah, the hell with influencers. How about de-influencers? That seems to be a move now on social media. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. Everybody's talking about housing prices. Should I buy a piece of real estate right now? Should I not? I heard Barbara Corcoran say this the other day. Shark and she's, Tank, right? she's on Shark Tank. I love Shark Tank. I really do. One of the reasons I love it is because even the people that get on there, even if they don't connect with a shark, a lot of times, check it out if the show is two, three years old that you're watching, because CNBC will carry those sometimes. Go ahead and Google the people and the product that they had that maybe didn't get financed by the sharks. And many, many times the product still takes off just because they were on the TV show. And the TV show knows that, right? Of course. Because they help them frame those products and pitch it to the sharks. And then Mark Cuban is clearly, I think he's i think he's worth $7 billion today. I think the other sharks on there that are even close to him have hundreds of millions of dollars. That includes Barbara, who has made all her money, she'll just tell you, in real estate. And so I saw her on a reel the other day, and this is what she said. She said, whether you are a new investor or you're somebody that is buying a home for the first time, or maybe you're buying a home for the last time, or you're buying a multifamily because you're like, hey, I want to go and buy an apartment building. So let's say that there's six doors. So I get six checks every month or 12 checks or whatever that looks like. And maybe I'll even hire a management company to come in and manage it for me so I don't have to live. Maybe I'll even live like my, my, I had a friend a couple of years ago. I helped him find an apartment building that he bought. He had this big 3,000 square foot penthouse. And I'm like, I should buy this thing and just live in the penthouse and then rent out all these other doors, right? And if I didn't have my son at the time, I probably would have done that. And we'd probably be broadcasting live from my penthouse. (laughs) But we're not. Anyway, this is what she said. She said, if you are waiting for percentage rates to go back down to twos, threes, and fours again, she says, it's not going to happen. As Ron always says, money is supposed to cost something. And she said, money is supposed to cost about 6%. And she said, I was in real estate when we were doing things for 16, 17, 18, 19%. My mom was too. Remember those days? That's crazy. I was just a little kid then. And she'd come home in her Century 21 jacket. Yep, didn't sell another house today because you couldn't at 19%. Anyway, she said, look, we are in a place right now where if you can step in, you can do a deal. It may not be a great deal or a home run deal, but you can do a deal now because there are less 
people in the marketplace. But she also said that there's less homes for sale in the marketplace. She said 7.3 million homes need to be built right now today and come to market if we are going to make up for the deficit that we have in America. That's why the housing market, she said, is so funky right now. She said, but as soon as people understand that the Fed's not going to sit here and keep cranking interest rates. In fact, they hit the pause button the other day, so we'll go through the summer and kind of see what happens. Uh, It has cut into inflation, so it seems to be working, just not as well as they would like it to at this point. So you might see some other cuts again in the fall. She said, but you know, Ron, we get to 2024 when people learn, hey, money's going to cost about 6%. She said that's what investors pay anyway, so they're used to paying that. Uh, She said... It will be, uh, it will become so competitive again that first-time investors or first-time buyers will get pushed right back out of the marketplace again. What do you think of what Barbara Corkin said from Shark Tank? I mean, she's clearly uh, a very successful real estate investor, so I think what she says is pretty spot on. She, I believe, is in the New York market, though, correct? So New York is very different than the Pacific Northwest. Uh, I think there are some nuances that happen in the Pacific Northwest. And I was, I was actually talking to, to Mitch from Mitch.loans the other day that sponsors our podcast. And he's like, the interesting phenomena, he's phenomena he is seeing, uh, here in our area is you have a lot. He says there's a lot of people that want to right size, downsize or retire and move to another community. A lot. And so, but they feel trapped by the fact that they're in a good interest rate. (laughs) So they're like, hey, I've got 2.75. And so let's say like, oh, I'm going to use round numbers here. Let's say that my uh, my house worth a million dollars. And so I could sell it for a million right now, which would be amazing. But then I got to go live somewhere else. And so for each percentage point that the interest rate is raised, um, you lose... 10% 10% of your buying power. So let's just use round numbers. Let's say they had that million dollar house. Uh, maybe they owe 300 on it and they're at 3% interest rate. Well, now if it's at seven, you've lost, you haven't lost 40% of your buying power, but it's like 10% and then you take another 10%, then you take another 10%, then you take another 10%. So their buying power, they sell this million dollar house. Now they're buying they, they kind of want to live at the, at the same level of amenities to so say just smaller, you know? So maybe you have this million dollar house and you have nice fixtures and you got a great kitchen that you like. There's something about it that you really like, uh, but it's might be too big. So like, okay, we're going to move to the East side or we're moving to Edmonds or we're moving to wherever we're going to be close, closer to the grandkids. But I kind of want a similar level of fixtures, just a little bit smaller footprint where your buying power shrunk incredibly. And so like, I don't want to go from this 3% interest rate to seven and basically sell my nice house and have to buy a crappy house uh, just because that's where my buying power would be. So that, that is really a log jam in our system here locally is normally just as a matter of course, people are retiring every year. Uh, People are downsizing every year. People's kids have gone off to college and graduated and that natural flow that we had of those type of houses has dried up because people are like, what am I going to do? What do I, what do I get for 7% that would be better than if I just stay here? And it's like, I guess we got a couple empty rooms. You know, maybe our, 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 I'm paying a little bit more than I'd like to in utilities, but 
Well, what, what am I going to get that's better? So I don't know how you, that loosens. Like eventually it will loosen. We have some clients that are finally like, hey, I'm just, we're just going to, we got to pick a time. Like we're ready to make our retirement move and we're going to just, we got to pick a time. Yeah. So that, that will happen, but it's, it's a very interesting set of circumstances that we have right now. I still can't believe I went over, do you remember, do you remember Christian? He was a guest on the show yep. uh, for, he played uh, professional basketball in Europe. Yeah. I, I got a text from uh, our buddy Marco that introduced us to him. And he said, hey, come by. We're putting a, a privacy fence and flower bed on his rooftop deck. Cool. And so I stopped by after one of our flag football games, went up on the roof. They're building this really cool planter box. And I'm standing there with basically his his dad, you know, his faux dad, dad, Seattle dad, uh, and Christian. And we're looking out. It was a crystal clear day and you could see Mount Rainier from his rooftop deck. And I was like, dude, we toured this house six times. I never saw Rainier. He's like, isn't it great? So he's super excited. They're building this privacy fence and he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't have the greatest interest rate. And I was like, we're, but you're looking at Rainier. You own this place. You're making improvements and your job career, your career path is accelerating. I say it's going to come down. You can refinance. You're now an owner. And he's like, yeah, he goes, it feels so good. He's like, I know that in a perfect world, my interest rate would be better. He's like, it doesn't bother me because I now I know my neighbor. I'm going to have a barbecue up here. He's like, I just ordered some outdoor furniture. So by the time the heat of summer comes along, there's going to be a grill up here and a couch. And I'm going to be up here enjoying my rooftop deck that I made improvements on. And it it made me really happy because he, he had some apprehension about jumping in for all the reasons you just stated, and he has it, he doesn't regret it now. Yeah, and once you pay that house down, you either pull the money out and go buy another property at his age, or you pay that down, you move, and and that's your other property, that's your rental, and you just keep going and and find a primary. So specifically at his age, that 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 is a super easy, long view, long way to build wealth, but it it works. So uh, we'll see you on the other side of this. Hey, one of the things Ron and I really like about Les Schwab is they are always doing the right thing. You've heard us say before, hey, they've been doing the right thing since 1952. It's true. And the thing I love is they really get involved in the micro communities around here. Because, you know, Seattle, Tacoma, Fight Fremont, what are we? We're just, it's a really cool area where you find 300 cities and towns that are just kind of connected with bridges, water, and mountains. But let's not forget what's happening in Maple Valley for kids. This is pretty cool, Ron. Yeah, on July 22nd, the Valley Girls and Guys at Les Schwab will be having their fifth annual Be the Hope Walk at Summit Park in Maple Valley. It benefits the Valley Girls and Guys Foundation and is uh, dedicated to providing assistance to local families who are impacted by any type of cancer diagnosis. How cool is that? So you can participate and register. It's a 1.8 mile walk. It's 35 bucks. You can go to valleygirlsandguys.org. That's valleygirlsandguys.org. All right. Les Schwab, they've been doing the right thing since 1952. Hey, you guys, listen up. Everybody knows we do something called a Ron and Don sit down. Maybe you don't know. In fact, my friend Ed just reached out to me today and said, hey, I need a real estate agent. That was this week. Last week, it was Michelle. I said, Michelle, what do you want? She's like, I need to do a sit down. I need to sell my house in West Seattle. I said, when do we need to sell it? She's like, next week. I said, next week when I'm talking to Ed? She's like, yeah. I said, you know what? 
we can do it. In fact, we listed a house as quick as, boom, six days. So that's what we did with Michelle. That's what we're doing with Ed. We do something called a Ron and Don sit-down. You go to ronanddonsitdown.com right now to get signed up. And the really cool thing about the sit-down, you get to know us, we get to know you. A lot of you we already know, but Ron, the sit-down is really about developing a strategy for those that need to sell in kind of a crazy market right now. Every real estate deal is a little bit different, needs a little bit of a special touch. That's what we're going to do in this free 30 to 45-minute Zoom call. So uh, email me directly, ron at ronandon.com, or sign up digitally at ronandonsitdown.com. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. It's interesting. They say one of the reasons why we don't have a lot of young people interested in the trades is because they don't have to be. And they also say the reason why, even though we kind of have this stag, weird flation thing going on, the reason why it is hard to find certain types of workers, uh, like workers in tech, which only really represent 2% of the economy right now anyway, that, that's a tough sled. Like I have, a, I have a friend who got laid off from big tech here. They've sent out 75 applications for interviews and they finally just got an interview. Uh, but in other jobs, especially that are more low paying, there's, there's, there's jobs everywhere, specifically in the, in the service industry, the construction industry, uh, some places in the travel industry, just there's, 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 there's lots of that. There's lots of that. So along with that, what's kind of interesting to me is you see people, especially young people now, that are making money by being influencers. And I have seen some people try to be influencers on live, people are, are online, people that are my friends or I have some kind of connection to, or people that will just reach out that are trying to build some kind of fan base. And what's interesting to me is there is now a movement online to not be an influencer and get paid for that because I think that's one of the reasons why we don't see people in the job market is because they're making money being an influencer. Uh, maybe you can make more money now, Ron, being a de-influencer. <laughs> I thought this was a fascinating uh, pushback funny. against pop culture. So if you, do, if you have no idea what Don's talking about, if, you're, if you get a certain audience size – on social media, you start to get approached by sponsor opportunities. And so the bigger you get and the more your audience is, the more you can uh, charge for product placement or giveaways or whatever it is. So you pick a niche, like maybe you're into fitness. As soon as you get a certain audience size and you see that influencer talking about a protein powder or workout gear or, oh my God, these are the best shorts I've ever worn. Like they're getting paid for that. And so they, 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 you can make a career and make real good money depending on your audience size on doing that. <clears throat> but it's a constant, it's a constant flow of recommendations. It's a con you're constantly selling product. And so this new movement has, has come up, uh, especially for like the fashion and uh, beauty industries. And, and a lot of them are younger women that are de-influencing and they're saying, hey, before, like, it'd be great to have a pair of sunglasses that matches all your outfits, but can you afford that? So like maybe go out and buy a, one pair of sunglasses that you really love, but you don't need nine colors of sunglasses. And so, and, and when it comes from an adult, uh, you know, people kind of roll their eyes, but when it's a peer of yours, I think it, they're having some impact of saying, 
hey, be, be a little wiser. Tap the brakes a little bit. You don't have to follow every trend. You don't have to buy a new wardrobe uh, for each season. You don't have to, you know, uh, take all these high-end luxury vacations just so you can get a photograph of yourself, uh, you know, in front of the Eiffel Tower. And, and so it's an interesting thing to see. And they, and they sort of anti-glam themselves in a way uh, where they don't, you know, typical influencers in those categories are like, very showy, uh, very, you know, hyper stylized. And the D influences are exactly the opposite of sort of coming across. There's, there's one that I follow. Her name is Erica. She's an attorney and she is, you know, she's an attractive person, but like doesn't overdo it. And she just talks about being responsible. She's like, Hey, uh, I'm a millennial too. Like, let's save some money. Let me show you how to invest. Here's how you buy a piece of property. So like she's de-influencing in like, don't, you don't need to buy, don't sit in first class. She'll, she'll, she'll do a video at the airport and be like, this is the dumbest money you could spend. Sit in coach and do this or whatever. So Which it's, is its own influencing. It is, it's, but it's de-influencing. Well, so she's, she's, she's taking you away from the luxury brands. Yeah. And if you're going to influence someone to open a savings account, is that bad influencing? I don't think it's de-influence though. I think the, I think the de-influence is just another niche to try to have influence. Correct. <laughs> if you get enough people to follow your de-influencing, so stupid. you're every making advertising while, money. Every once in a while I start doing something and I'm like, why am I doing this? I watched a 12 year old tell me to do this on Facebook. Uh, because I don't watch TikTok, but maybe it's a TikTok that ended up on their parents' Facebook, and I'm like, you know, maybe I should run this by my doctor first. (laughs) (laughs) See you on the other side of this. Hey, it's Ron here with Mitch Weeks from Mitch.loans. Mitch, it's interesting as the interest rates have risen, many people thought, oh, well, there'll be a bunch of inventory that comes on right at the first part of 2023 and then things will level out. That didn't happen. Inventory remains tight. Interest rates remain high. Why would that still be a good time to buy? Well, now's a great time to buy, and that's because rates are going to drop and we're going to see a feeding frenzy. Right now, there's a huge stagnant hole in the market, and that's that 700K to 1.2-ish million dollar home. And all the people living in those homes right now either refied or bought in a 25 to 3.5% rate, and they're terrified to move. They know if they sell their home, they're going to have to jump into a 6 6.5% rate, and it just won't look as attractive. So what's going to happen is rates are going to drop and all those people who wanted to move, wanted to upsize, wanted to move for whatever reason, you know, people just like to move in life, but they don't move if there's this blocker and we're going to see that blocker come off. We're going to see the cap come off and we're going to see a a bit of a frenzy here. All right. So this will be the time to buy and then replace the rate. Uh, once it drops with your new program. Yeah, we've got the rate and replace program. You can buy now and you can refi free of charge, free of the lender fees. Um, and we'll take care of those for you. So great deal. All right. Check him out online at Mitch.loans. It's not a .com. It's Mitch.loans. All right, you guys. Welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. Don't forget when you need us, just reach out. Ron and Don. Sit down.com. We can talk about buying, selling, or investing have you heard we're in real estate now yeah so if you need us ron and don sit down.com before we get out of here uh another article and i think all these articles that we've been uh, talking about really tie in 
that, hey, uh, uh, parents, be careful when it's time to retire that you actually have the retirement that you thought you had, that you have the ability to financially downsize or upsize or right side or side size or get out of whatever it is you're doing, whatever the size is going to be, that you can do that. And then also, at some point, you have to just consciously uncouple from your kids because many of us are still paying their cell bills into their 20s and 30s. We're still buying real estate for them. Maybe we're giving them our home when we're done. Maybe we're letting them move back in. Maybe we're, we're taking on their college debt instead of having them take it on. Maybe we take on a car bill or we get them a boat and it just keeps going and going. And they say, Ron, this 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 has become a real issue for for some people. And I can see that it, it, it's got to be difficult to consciously, financially, emotionally, spiritually, mentally kind of uncouple, disconnect from your kids and let that baby bird grow up. So I, I, I can't imagine this pressure. I don't have any kids. So I'd be interested to get your take on this. I was at um, a mutual friend of ours, their son graduated high school and they had a little get together. So I was over there. And so he had all his high school buddies together. So they're all, all of them are graduating together. It's their class. And so, and a lot of the parents are there. And so you're starting to talk about Oh, where is, where's Gunner going to college and where's the, so people are starting to toss around schools. And so then the next thing, the expectation, at least uh, I think among this set of people is that if your kid could get in there, you find a way to make that happen. Regard so if, if you have a I was talking to one parent his daughter off the chart smart she got into Stanford she's going to Stanford and so it didn't really how to pay for it was like the ninth thing on the list it was like she's my daughter she's really bright um, all her friends are all going to Pac-10 Pac-12 schools can't believe she got into Stanford what an amazing accomplishment. We need to pay for this. Where's the $400,000 coming from? Right. Right. And and so um, I can feel, I could sense the peer pressure among the parents to be like, I I think you would feel in that party if it's like, well, my, my child got into Stanford. We couldn't afford it. So we're sending them to Wazoo that there would be a little bit of looking down on that parent. What do you mean? They they got into USC and you sent them to, yeah. to Central? Yeah, I looked down on that parent. What the hell's the matter with so that? So <laughs> why, why is that, though? Do you, do you feel that pressure? Uh, when I was younger, I did. And, and, and now I don't. Like, I have seed money that's set aside. I'm very aware that if my son doesn't know how to work with tools or he doesn't understand financing or real estate or how a will works, it's like, my my like like my time to teach him as a young man is now like these these years between like 12 and 18 it, it's right now so i spend a lot of time explaining stuff to him all the time i don't know how parents do this that have lots of kids at different different ages i don't know how you can constantly explain things but but i spend a lot of time explaining things to him i'm sure a lot of things i'm explaining to him are incorrect uh, but I'm very thorough. Sure. <laughs> but let's say he, he, your son is very bright. Let's say that he got well, in. Well, I don't know that he is very bright. Let's but say he seems very bright. Let's he's, just he's, say he's very, I don't know, he, he's, he's, he's not the smartest 
book kid, but he is very emotionally intelligent. So and in some ways more emotionally intelligent than I Let's am. say he crushes high school and there's a he's got into one school that's sixty five thousand dollars a year and one school that is twenty five thousand dollars a year. How how would you would you feel a pressure if he really wanted to go to that well, higher honest, school? Be honest with you, I don't think he's going to school. <laughs> <laughs> if I gotta pay for one of those. Uh no you know, I I have a piece of real estate that will help pay for his school, and then that'll kind of be it. And then anything that I leave him will be way down the line. And if for some reason I leave early, he's fine and he's okay. And and you know, because you've seen all the paperwork, because you're on it. Uh, but I I there is something about the dead baby bird and and we talked about this in a podcast previous where the mom kept coming back and and feeding the baby feeding the baby feeding the baby but the baby never ventured out on his own and then one day the mom couldn't come back cuz mom was uh killed by a bobcat couldn't come back baby bird couldn't feed itself and they found the the baby bird feet from the nest and they had starved to death cuz it never learned and i think that's really true or the old parable of the fisherman you know, give a man a fish versus teach a man a fish. And I think we really have to do that with our kids. And, it, and at some point, uh, we do have to consciously kind of uncouple. And then I think also, I always try to explain to him, like he got a phone the other day. And because he works now and makes some money and has his own bank account, he understands what $30 is, $30 is. So when he hears that you spent a $700 on a phone or that, that this phone bill could be $40, $50 a month, it's like he knows that that's a lot of money now. He wouldn't have known that if he hadn't worked and tried to make uh, $15 an hour, which is way too much. I'm way, I'm, I'm overpaying. Dude, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know. It's a fascinating thing. I, I, I feel yeah. for parents because if you've done well, you feel like, why shouldn't I do it? And the, the people in this article say some of them wake up, their kid's 28 years old. They've gone through $300,000 uh, and not being extravagant, just oh. going to school, yep. uh, paying living expenses, helping them find their first job. Uh, you know, my, my sister and brother-in-law just drove to South Carolina to help their daughter move into her first job. So like get an apartment. And I was like, Dude, my mom and dad never lifted a box. Are you but kidding we me? should never, and that's the other thing that we can't do is we can't we can't have our moms and dads be the answer. Yeah, it's probably for their, good. I mean, good moms, for them for their moms and dads. Good for them. Because the key word there is she was going for a new job, right? So I think that's cool that your family. Yeah, no, I I, I agree, but it's uh, the pressure is very different now than it was back in the Stone Age. Yeah, we hey guys, school. thanks for listening to this issue of the Ron and Don show. Don't forget, if you want to talk about other issues, you can reach out to us at Ron and Don sit down. Yeah, you can go to the website, Ron and Don We do have a way for you to download our players, uh, 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 sellers playbook or buyers playbook just immediately. Or you can email me if you have a question, uh, about real estate, buying, selling, or investing. And you can do that. Ron at Ron and Yeah. I kind of went on an investor out with an investor the other day. You came on that for a little while. That's pretty fun. Wasn't it was it? fun, yeah. Yeah, learned a lot. Uh, if we can help you invest, run it on sitdown.com. I like going out with those kind of buyers. Uh, coming up, don't forget, Friday's edition, real estate only. Uh, Ron's going to be talking about something. I'm going to be here to listen. All right, head up, shoulders back. We'll see you next time. You're listening to the Ron and Don Show. Oh, on the Ron and Don Radio Network.
Now keep your head up and your shoulders back. And keep blowing that trumpet, and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 On the Ron Don Radio Network.